Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, March 11th, 2022, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page XIX, the forward to the second edition, the second paragraph. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, ending with one of the greatest assets that our society has, reading that one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, tens and P, for the 12 traditions, Nosa J. And reading the text are Betsy G and Janice PM, and Anne Marie is our backdrop, back up. The newcomer greeter is Marge O, and the host of the second hour is Matt JF. The reference numbers for Thursday, March 10th, 2022, for the 7 a.m., 18,662, that's 18662. And for the 10 a.m., 18,663. That's 18663. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated. There's someone clanging dishes. If you could please mute yourself. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Star one, Tenzin. Okay, here I am. Uh, there you are. Good morning, Thank everyone. You. Yeah, I'm here, Tenzin P, checking in to read the steps gracefully. Uh, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except once to do so would injure them or others. 
can continue to take personal inventory and what we were wrong promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, I will now ask Nosa Jay to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. It's Nosa Jay from Houston. Um, these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Oh, um, compulsive overeaters, sorry. Uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, the no A group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Nosa. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page XIX, the forward to the second edition, the second paragraph. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions reading that one paragraph only, and I will ask Betsy G. to begin reading. Hi, good morning, everybody. 
You can hear me okay? Yes, perfect. Excellent, thank you. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, which are stated in full on page 561 of this book. Though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become widely accepted by 1950, and they were confirmed by our first international conference held at Cleveland. Today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets our society has. Okay. Hi, everybody. So happy to be here with, that, with you all and happy to be recovered from compulsive overeating by God's grace and mercy. I am Betsy G. in Maryland. So I'm not going to wax poetic about the principles or the traditions, mostly because I can't. I'm um, just over a year abstinent slash recovered. Uh, and I still have, I'm still in early recovery with a lot to learn, and happily so. I came to OA because I wanted to lose weight. I heard you talking about traditions and principles, and they all sounded like lovely theories that didn't have much to do with me. To be honest, I thought you guys sounded brainwashed, and all I really wanted was a food plan and or a diet, and I was going to take it from there. <laughs> so I see the word substance in the first line of the reading today, and you know, as an addict, the word substance makes me think of the sub- my substance of choice, food. Junk food, sugar, flour, lots of it. Um, So as I've been taught to do, I looked up the word substance. And um, the first few definitions were like the essence of and what a thing consists of. But a little further down, there was a definition that said the actual matter of a thing as opposed to the appearance or shadow reality. And I loved that. You know, my shadow reality was convinced that, you know, of all kinds of delusions. That, that I had a food problem, that I had a weight problem, that I needed to control myself, when the actual matter of the thing, the substance, was conveyed to me when a recovered compulsive overeater took me through the pages of the doctor's opinion and I learned the dire nature of my circumstances, of my condition. I recognized myself. I knew I was a compulsive overeater. So today I have reverence and curiosity about the traditions. Um, I, you know, myself included, you know, the people that suffer from this condition are some of the sickest people on the planet. And we can thank the traditions for the fact that we don't break into cat fights and hissy fits and actual brawls on a regular basis. Um, so that this society, you know, Overeaters Anonymous was here for me when I needed it. Because this process led me to a relationship with a power that is doing for me what I could not do for myself. And it can for you too. Um, so I, you know, I guess my brain needed washing. I'm very grateful to be here. I can't wait to hear from everybody and have a glorious day. I pass. Thank you so much, Betsy. Okay. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this um, second paragraph on page XIX? This is Larry K. Elena A. Larry. Lana. Okay. Loretta H. Loretta. Crystal Lou P. Lou B. from Texas. Crystal. Christina Lou. Christina. Okay, I think that's a good lineup. Um, 
I have Claire E, Larry K, Elena A, Loretta H, Crystal P, Lou B, and Christina L. Okay, go ahead, Claire, followed by Larry. Oh, thank you so much. It's really nice to be meeting you guys today. And my name's Claire B. I'm um, Claire, you're a little muffled. Claire, you're a little muffled. Can you um, do something? Let me try that. Is that any better? Yes, that is much better. Thank you. Hello, is that any better? Um, yes, that's better. Oh, perfect. Okay, lovely. My headphones are on. Uh, so my name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. And uh, thank you so much for everybody who makes this meeting possible. Um, yeah, I was listening to the meeting yesterday and thinking about the traditions. And um, I was very fortunate to belong to a, a, a group in a different fellowship, actually, that studied the traditions singularly and had shares on each one. And I learned so much about them from doing that. And, um, you know, what I really learned is that um, you know, just there's no there's no OA police. No, you know, no one's going to come round and make sure that I'm sticking to the traditions, and no one's going to come to my group and make sure it's sticking to the traditions either. There's no there's no sort of central body of OA and governing sort of force that will enforce these rules. Um, but the rules or the, the the traditions all came about by groups disintegrating and people going out and getting drunk and dying, and it's really good for me to remember that because it's it's exactly the same really for the twelve steps for the individual. It's you know nobody's going to make me do the twelve steps. But if I don't do the 12 steps, my illness is sitting there waiting for me. And, you know, I, I will overeat again. And, you know, that will, you know, cause me great harm, unhappiness, and, and very likely will kill me, very likely will lead to my death. Um, and um, and it's the same for the groups, you know, if we don't, uh, if a group that I'm part of, if I don't sort of do my best to uphold the traditions um, in that group, you know, groups fall by the wayside. People stop going. People don't like them. People, you know, it's, it's, they're not carrying a message. It, it sort of gets a bit wishy-washy and, you know, personalities and there's, you know, not carrying a message for the newcomer, all the things that it's sort of said above. And and the, and the group sort of falls by the wayside and dies. So it's almost like it's a, a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that if, if we don't fix the traditions, you know, that's what happens. And, um, yeah, I really like that. And I really love the other thing I really got from the traditions and studying them is that I can really take those traditions out into real, you know, into, into real life. And it says, you know, here the, the unity of our fellowship is, is one of its greatest assets. You know, and I can use that same unity and principles that are within the traditions for my family life, for my work life, for my relationship with sponsees, for anything I'm involved with, really, um, in terms of, you know, sort of, um, putting principles before personalities, going for the greater good, trying to carry messages to people. It, you know, there's just so much there that can be translated out into the world um, as the result of studying them and as the result of practicing those principles. Um, so, yeah, really grateful for the traditions. And I used to think, I feel like I'm sure a lot of people, they're a bit boring and a bit technical. Um, but actually, as I said, I, as I've really been afforded the opportunity to listen to people with real experience of working it and be at various different intergroups and things like that I've learned so much about them and see just how um, profoundly spiritual it is and how it keeps our fellowship on the on the right pathway I'll leave it there thank you okay thank you so much Claire and now we'll have Larry Kay followed by Elena A I think Hey, Katie. Uh, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'll pop my timer on here. Okay. So, you know, uh, tr the traditions uh, for me are about unity. I, I want this thing to be around for, 
you know, if I have a great, great grandchild, I'll be long gone. But I, but you know, God forbid, I mean, or maybe it's a value if, she, if he or she needs Overeaters Anonymous, I want it to be around uh, long after I'm gone. And so when I, you know, Bill, Bill spoke of two good reasons for the 1950 event in Cleveland. He said, number one, they were going to honor Dr. Bob, because obviously that would be the last opportunity to do so. And number two, the acceptance of the 12 traditions. And at that convention in 1950, uh, it was a Friday to Sunday deal. We've been at those things before. It had workshops and panel meetings and a variety of different subjects. Uh, for example, I was reading that there was a, a, a session on the hospitalization of alcoholics. In fact, Bill entered that session. He was wearing a, 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 some sort of jacket that he was given. He explained that it was sent to him in gratitude by a group of people who would never be able to attend a conference or an AA uh, meeting other than their own because they were from a leper colony in the South Pacific. There was a workshop, uh, you know, for young people. You get the idea. So it was, and then the the adoption of the traditions. And then Dr. Bob was clinging to the podium with both hands. His body was riddled with cancer. And he gave his final address at that convention, and he spoke for less than 10 minutes, I understand. And his advice near the end of that talk was very poignant. He said, let us also remember to guard that erring member the tongue. Pretty darn good advice, in my opinion. But they closed the meeting in 1950 by reading something you and I are all familiar with, page 164 in a chapter entitled Vision for You. And see, you know, without their traditions, we'll fold like a house of cards. I hope in 2023, we can all get together for the fourth Vision for You convention. And trust me when I tell you, it'll be international, and it'll be unified, and it's pretty cool. And there's going to be folks representing every state and many countries. The coolest thing in the world. Maybe Leia will be in the lobby. I don't know. She's sometimes there. You'll look for this tiny little person with a smile. But anyway, this is really cool. Thanks, Katie, for your service. With that, I pass. Thank you, Larry. Okay, Elena A., you're up, followed by Loretta H. Hi, um, I'm Alana A., um, a compulsive overeater. Um, I I think the 12 traditions are really important. Um, it's kind of miraculous that, uh, um, uh, you know, a whole group of, of alcoholics could find a way to actually work together. Um, I often get sort of side, not sidetracked, but stuck on the steps because the steps apply to me and my recovery. And I often sort of zone out when we get to the traditions, which is not an uncommon thing. But the 12 traditions are really important for keeping our society together. Um, I kind of like that. There's just groups of 12, so there's, group, there's 12 steps, 12 traditions, and 12 um, concepts for, for the uh, world service, I think. And um, I, I like that they're principles. Um, I like that it says none of these principles have the force of rules or laws. 
um, the way I envision it in my mind is I envision it kind of like a bracelet that you wear, um, that each is a link, but the links aren't like they're not solid. They're they're loosely connected to each other, and they all form one cohesive unit, but they're not um, welded together or anything like that. And I think that keeps um, groups to be able to be different and to offer different things, um, but have fundamental a fundamental structure that doesn't change, which is really important. And it's just really surprising that it's even achievable with so many people, because not only is it um, you know, thousands, millions of of different people, but it's millions of different alcoholic people. And alcoholic people have problems. And we're, we can be difficult to work with. We can be very opinionated. We can be chaotic. And so it's really surprising that um, we're able to actually have unity and actually have a system that works for us. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that my respect of the 12 traditions has increased. I'm glad that I listen more and I try to memorize them, but I do need to learn more about them in time. So thank you for uh, letting me share. Have a great day. Thank you, Elena. And Loretta H., you're up, followed by Crystal P. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, everyone on the line, along with my precious God, who is saving my life, Loretta H. in North Carolina. And I have the uh, definition in the um, of unity, and it says the state or quality of being one. And then I turn to 561 to read about the AA traditions. I love the traditions because somebody said the steps are so that I don't commit suicide and the traditions are so that I don't commit homicide because relationships with anyone in my disease and even sometimes in recovery are sometimes um, treacherous. So anyway, it's on 561 and says, to those now in its fold, Alcoholics Anonymous has made the difference between misery and sobriety, and often the difference between life and death. AA can, of course, mean just as much to the uncounted alcoholics not yet reached. Therefore, no society of men and women ever had a more urgent need for continuous effectiveness and permanent unity. We alcoholics see that we must work together, hang together, or else most of us will finally die alone. And at the end, um, the next, it says, how can AA stay whole and so survive? And that's what it's about. It's, you know, not separating ourselves. Um, you know, it's, it's um, the principles before personality. I've always felt separate. And I also um, make myself into a separate being, either, either a victim or a person that is so grandiose that she's better. 
And I never had that camaraderie of just being one. And this program has taught me how to be one in my design for living and how to be the only authority in my life today is God. Nobody else. But I also have to do his will because God within me needs to project his corrective directive. And so this program has taught me how to be one one among many and also teaches me that um, I am not separate, that I am not um, this piece of garbage on the street and or the peacock in the in the zoo. So I am so grateful that today I'm one of many singleness of purpose, principles before personalities, and that I can love and see God's face because I work this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, Crystal P, you're up, followed by Luby. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P, recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. The line that really jumped out to me today was, none of these principles have the force of rules or law. laws. They were, they've become so widely accepted. And for me, my major pattern in life is that I create rules and laws for everything. I have to do this thing, and I have to do it this many times. I have to be wearing this while I do it and sitting like this when I do it. And only if I do this, this, and this and jump up and down three times, then I'll be safe. And this program has given me not rules and laws, but principles by which I live my life. When I live my life in these principles, I, I take action from my heart. I do it because that's just how I live and it's who I am. But when I live from rules and laws, I do it because I'm afraid and I do it like a checklist. And it never works for me. But this week, I was, um, as an example, um, I found that I was not showing up at work properly. Like I was taking longer lunches and and sort of playing around and not showing up for my work hours. So what I started doing is I made a rule in the law. I started scheduling meetings for 1 p.m. so that it would force me to get back to work at 1 p.m. and not take a longer lunch. And what I realized is that's just living life like a checklist. The point is not to be at work at 1 p.m. The point is to have integrity, to live my life by the principle of integrity. And so that yesterday morning, I didn't ask God, you know, please help me to get back to work at 1 p.m., God, please let me live with integrity because it's who I am, because these law, these uh, principles have been widely accepted in my life, and they are the greatest asset that I have today. And I did. I just showed up to work when I need to show up, and I worked, I worked my full day to the best of my ability because I have integrity. And this program has taught me to live without rules and laws, but with real principles that have transformed my life. Thanks for letting me share I pass. Thank you, Crystal. Okay, Lou B, you're up, followed by Christina L. And then we're op- we will open it up for more shares on page XIX um, in the forward to the second edition, the second paragraph. Go ahead, Lou. Good morning, everybody. This is Lou B from Texas, and I'm so glad to be here um, on the line. So, you know, this program is a WE program. Um, I, I need you guys. I need people. And, um, and that's an integral part of, of my, you know, my daily life today. But my disease wants me to be isolated. Um, and my disease tells me that 
that I don't need you guys. You know, I can do this by myself. So, you know, for, for me, the traditions are like <laughs> the thing that keeps me connected to y'all um, and uh, and keeps our society together, you know. Um, yeah, so, so with, you know, when there's conflicts in the room or conflicts among individual people, then the traditions are our path, are, you know, our guiding, our guiding light on the path back to each other. Um, because, you know, we as wellness and I as illness. So I, I'm really grateful that the, that these divinely inspired um, suggestions were, were given to us, you know. And um, I'm also grateful that I can apply them to my work and my family and my marriage and, and my friendships outside the rooms, you know. Um, so, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really glad to be to be going through the book again. And um, and I'm just so grateful for this time each morning and the, the things that I learn, you know, um, I, yeah, the things that I learn. So. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say this morning, but I felt like I needed to press star one. And so here I am speaking and, uh, I just, I just want to, I don't know. I just want to be here. I want to be with y'all. I want to be in recovery. And, and I know that this, this is the answer to my life, you know? And, um, if anybody's new on the line, I just encourage you to, to come back a few times and see if this is for you because there's really good recovery here. And um, I've learned so much. And uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Lou. Okay, Christina L., it's your turn. Good morning. Uh- Christina L. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Florida. Thanks for your service, Katie, and everybody else for service and for all the shares. Um, reflecting and reading on these uh, 12 traditions that we we have for us, and um, just remembering back to when I was attending a meeting on the 12 steps and 12 traditions, and we read from the AA and the OA 12 and 12. And uh, the early pioneers went through to bring these um, traditions into place, and which is now, you know, in place and stuff. And um, as I think about what they went through and who I am and like my own character defects, um, it's hard not to be incredibly grateful because um, I look at that and I probably would have run. I would have run. And what it has shown me is that I really don't know what's good for me. I mean, I learned that obviously with the food, but also in relationships, um, I don't know what's good for me. I don't really know much about the tradition, and it's something that's definitely that I want to continue learning more about. Um, I do know that there have been circumstances like that have taken place at meetings and stuff, and 
I didn't feel right about whatever it was that was going on, and I dug into the traditions to see what it was, and um, that helped me to understand them a little bit better, but I could never go back and, you know, tell you what those were at this point and stuff. Um, but I guess I just have to trust that, you know, as things present themselves, that they will, uh, that I will learn them in time, and... Yeah, so like someone else said, I, I want this program to be around forever. So that's all I've got to say. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Christina L. Okay, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So um, who would like to share on this third or second paragraph? Good morning. This is Marianne in Connecticut. I'd love to share. Ken W. Please Here's the first. Anne Marie Kathy M. Kathy M. Linda D. 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 I heard um, Mary, I think it was Mary Anna was the first one, Ken W.H., Anne Marie M., uh, Linda D., but I know that there's, <laughs> there's several other people in between there that I missed. So if you already said your name, please say it again. Judith B. Judith. Kathy M. Kathy M. There's someone else Lisa saying B. their name that I, Lisa B. Devoa <laughs> Okay, I think we need to stop there because that's probably all we have time for. Um, Mariana, <clears throat> I think that's what it was. Um, Ken W.H., Anne Marie M., Linda D., Judith, I think it's S.P., Kathy M., Lisa B., and Deborah S. Go ahead, please, Mariana. Okay. So good morning. This is Marianne in Connecticut. Thank you very much. Um, while we were studying and, and uh, about the traditions and about unity, I just got a really awesome visual in my head <clears throat> because one of the speakers was talking about a victimhood versus grandiosity and how I'm either feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm in the gutter or I'm on the pinnacle. And what I want to be is I just want to be in the swimming pool with everybody. I just want to be, I was thinking about the ocean, but I know some people are afraid of the ocean, so I changed it to a swimming pool where if you wanted to touch the ground, you could, so you're safe. But I don't want to walk on the water. I don't want to fly out of the water. I don't want to look down upon you while you're all floating on the water. Neither do I want to drown. Neither do I want to struggle. Neither do I want to be choking on the water. I want to float with you. I want to be a part of you. I want to be one among men. I just want to be here in the swimming pool enjoying the fact that, you know, we can float along together and I'm one of many. I'm no better, no worse. And and as long as I can remember that, because I I do live in that extreme world. I do walk into an environment, even if it's the grocery store, and just start thinking like, am I better or worse? Am I thinner or fatter? Am I younger or older? Is my dog misbehaving or not? Um, and I just want to be in, you know, if my head is all distracted like that, I can't be of service. And I do want to be of service. Right now I'm going to hang up because he's barking. Thank you very much.
Okay, thank you, Marianne. Um, Ken WH, you're up, followed by Anne Marie M. Thank you, Katie. This is Ken WH, North Carolina, recovered compulsive eater. Um, I'm just aware that we're talking about unity here and um, and talking in large picture. Uh, at least that's the way I'm seeing it in terms of we. Um, I'm aware, too, that unity is not uniformity. Uh, we are people who would not normally mix, uh, is what I read in the big book. So we're all just a bit different. Some of us are a lot different than <laughs> one another. Um, and I have to remember that. Um, I, am, I am one among many in this, in this uh, program, and I am. I'm, um, God made me the way I am, and God wants the very best for me, and I've come to understand that. Uh, yes, I'm with all of y'all in pretty much uh, one among many with a common purpose, and that's to be well, <laughs> to be uh, whole, to to be in relationship to uh, a power greater than myself that's going to solve my problem, to to be able to carry a message of uh, depth and weight and um, hope uh, to others. But I am, uh, I am myself as well. I know we read we, we, we all the time in the big book, but I, I can't tell your story. It says in the big book, our, our dis stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like. Well, I can't speak for you. I can only speak my story. So there's a singularity in that as well as being a part of. And I can't lose sight of the fact that I'm one among many, that I have an identity, that God has given me an identity today that I did not have before. I absolutely did not want to be me. I wanted to be anyone but me. I wanted to be a we. <laughs> I wanted to be you. I wanted to be somebody else. I couldn't be me. Today, I can be me. I can live with me. I can enjoy me. <laughs> and I think others can enjoy me as well. Um, so I am one among many, but I can't lose my identity in the midst of all of this. Otherwise, I've, I've lost a sense of how God looks at me and how, how God looks at you as an individual one among many. Um, I, I, I'm, not an, I'm not another bozo on the bus because today I'm not a bozo. I used to be, and I'd call myself that all the time. I'm not a bozo on the bus. I am one of God's creatures, loved, and uh, I, I'm just so grateful to be able to sit on the bus with all of y'all who are also... Thank you so much, Katie. I'll pass. Thank you, Ken. W.H. Okay, Anne-Marie M., you're up, followed by Linda D. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M. I'm in South Carolina. Uh, gratefully, through God's grace, um, recovered from compulsive overeating. So um, I heard so many good things, and one of the first things uh someone had said this morning was that um, what I heard was that, you know, if members are not carrying the message, it can get wishy-washy. 
and I really like that. It's, it's so true that if we don't follow these traditions, our our program can fall apart. Our whole the whole uh, OA community could fall apart. And I know in my little OA meeting on Saturday mornings here in Surfside Beach, uh, South Carolina, when that when we read through the uh, traditions, and we're a step study uh, meeting, a 12 and 12 meeting, and we read from the 12 and 12, the OA 12 and 12. And so very often when we go through the traditions, we do a tradition a month. Uh, I can identify with how to how to use the traditions in my own personal life. And I know this is about we and keeping OA together. However, I really I find it very helpful in, in my own personal life and how to apply hey, these baby. Uh, principles. Hey baby. <laughs> how to apply these principles in um, in in my life. And I really liked hearing um, you know, we're a guiding light, and this is something I never heard before, is that we is the wellness and I is the illness. I have to be a part of this group. Believe me, I tried to do this program on my own because I thought I knew so much. And without the rest of you and the people that are in my life, I would probably be compulsively eating again. So I'm very, very grateful. I'm grateful for um, the traditions that we follow, and especially this group, um, the Vision for You group, uh, adheres to these principles, and, and I appreciate it. They're not rules and regulations like um, someone had mentioned, or I think it mentions in this, in this paragraph. They're not rules and regulations, because if they were rules and regulations, I think I would turn away. And I think Bill recognized that. People... Uh, Addicts, alcoholics are not going to be comforted by rules and regulations, but by traditions. It's a softer word, yet it's very firm. And I appreciate that this group and my little OA Saturday group, we also adhere to the tradition. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of this. Thank you. I'll pass. Oops, sorry about that. Okay, thank you, Anne-Marie. Linda D., you're up, followed by Judith S.P. Good morning. Hi, everybody. I'm Linda D., and I live in Connecticut, and I'm positively thrilled to be here with you. Okay, here's the thing. Someone used the word treacherous. I have a treacherous disease. And I live in a treacherous world. Turn on any media. And I slept well last night because I'm part of one. The entire group called humanity. Creation. And that's because of this program, which is magnificent, has given me a reason to live a reason to thrive and it's a relationship with God that blows my mind and keeps growing every day because I apply myself through these rules, these traditions. I don't have to learn a lot 
in the, you know, by myself about rules and I got to come up with being kind and I got to come up with being organized and I got to come up with being respectful to you. That's given to me by surrendering my false sense of who I am. That, that, that was created by the disease. It's a false sense of who I am. Who I am is a magnificent creation of a creative force in this universe. I had no idea, couldn't care less, but I was dying. And I would soon be dying if I cut myself off from the guidance of God. And a lot of it comes directly to me. I cultivate it through the steps, and a lot of it comes through you. I love knowing you and being a part of you and being a part of humanity and caring what's happening uh, to, in the entire world. I, I just love being here, and I so appreciate you. You're saving my life, helping me to save my life. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Linda. Okay, Judith. Um, I think it's SP, followed by Kathy M. Correct, Katie. Hi, this is Judith SP in Maryland. Grateful, grateful to be here. Um, I uh, There were a couple words that popped out at me, and I just briefly would like to give you the definition of principle. A fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior or for the chain of reasoning. And the foundation is in our principles. They're not rules or laws, as others have shared before me, uh, but it is the foundation. It gives me the ability to know that something is strong enough that I could stand on it. And I also was struck by uh, the unity, which someone defined earlier, so I won't spend time doing, but the harmony and the respect and the connection is the greatest, one of the greatest aspects. But the word that really popped out at me was accepted. It was accepted in 1950. These traditions were accepted. And I know for me, until I accepted that I was really ill and have turned myself inside and out, wounded myself and others, in my disease, I could not do anything else. Abstinence was the beginning of my journey, but acceptance had to come before. And as I was listening to shares today, what, what God gave me was a real clarity about when I participate in this particular group, others' groups are great too, I love them, but when I participate in this magnificent, large group, I am actually witnessing all the traditions every single day. If we had the time, which we don't, to go through each one of the, the traditions and say, oh, this is where it is in the Vision for You meeting. Oh, so it, in closing, I just thought, when a being comes into this world, they're called a baby, and most of what they learn developmentally comes through observation and just participating. There is an educational component when we start going to school, take courses, do readings. But in reality, my observing and witnessing this program every day 
is helping me take the traditions and move them into my life once I hang up the phone. And I do have my educational component by working the 12 steps by myself with a sponsor. But I am so in awe of you all. I thank you all. Have a blessed day, and I will keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you, Judith S.P. Kathy M., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Hi, um, Kathy M., uh, recovered compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for everybody on the line doing service today. Um, I was fortunate um, early in recovery. Um, I had a sponsor that uh, uh, felt very strongly about the traditions, and, and she had a special meeting for them, and I had no idea what they were talking about, but I but I got an exposure to them, and I'll be forever grateful. And uh, um, recently, at um, one of my one of my meetings, um, at the business meeting, we were having a discussion on the uh, on on interpretation of one of the traditions, and and um, and, and it got it, it got um, people were expressing their emotions, and and uh, um, and and that was okay because it was done, you know, um, in a um, in a dignified manner, but um, you know what really, and at the end of the meeting, um, <clears throat> people hadn't changed other people's opinions, and, and that was okay too, um, you know. But but two things I was I was really really grateful for was one that um, my group had an understanding of the traditions that we could actually have a discussion about it, and two, you know, everybody came back the next week, and we just kept on we kept we keep on doing what we're doing, and and um, you know. Um, you know, the last line in this paragraph is today the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets of our society has it. I just, I just, I, I know that to be true, and, and I'm so grateful, and thank you for taking my call, and I pass. Thank you so much, um, Kathy and Lisa B. You're up, followed by Devorah L. Oh, good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina, and it's been such a wonderful experience listening to all the shares. Uh, I learned so much from you guys. Um, I was thinking in Bill's story, he talks about utopia. We need look no further. There is a utopia right here and now. And, you know, the basis of the 12 traditions, I, I love where it talks about in tradition too, there is an one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. And I think about a famous excerpt from a, a wonderful book that talks about um, uh this wonderful being, you know, is the vine and we are the branches bearing fruit to share with one another as we continue to grow. So the whole concept of the traditions is about, it's not about self. It's about getting out of self and we're relying on this one authority to instruct us. You know, how there's a set of principles that we follow that enables us to be better people and how to serve, you know, and our common welfare should come first. It's our common welfare. It's not about my common welfare. I lived my whole life about my common welfare. Learning how to play nice with others, you know, is not something that comes natural for me. And it talks about in our literature that relationships with others is, is it just has been, you know, riddled with problems. I think that's in step eight in the 12 and 12. I, I can't remember the exact words. Um, and then, oh, and the other thing I love about that second tradition, our leaders are but trusted servants. You know what? I get promoted to being a servant. I get promoted. That's like the highest position is to, is to be a servant. 
you know, and that's just so natural. It's like everything in recovery is the reverse of what I think it should be. It's like that in the world. If I live by the world's principles, it's all about me striving to the top. And I kill myself in that process. But here we learn a set of principles, this utopia, that I now am bringing out into the world. I can bring it into my workplace. I can bring it into my family, into my neighborhood, into my local stores, on the roads. You know, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful way of living. And what, what's there now is a freedom, a happiness, happy, joyous, and free inside of me. There's a happiness there. I have a higher purpose you know, and a way of living that really works. So I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you. I love listening to all of you and all of the new voices. It's just wonderful that you're here. And I spell my name L-E-S-A, and I'm happy to take calls. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Deborah, it's your turn. And it'll be our last share for today. You have two minutes. Hey, good morning. Hi, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. What wonderful shares. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And, you know, the last sentence today, the most remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. You know, unity, you know, working together for a single purpose brings us freedom, brings us togetherness, harmony, you know, all these wonderful things. And, And the truth of the matter is, on the basic underlying power of that, you know, we have that unity is God. You know, without God here in the rooms, you know, there will be a lot of, you know, without that unity and without God guiding us, there would be a lot of decisiveness and and, um, backstabbing and, you know, all the things that we're running away from, you know. Those are all the things that, that, that I was doing while I was, in my disease. Um, so really grateful that we have a power here um, that that shines the light for us. You know, these are all the principles that we're living here that are mentioned here. That's what brings me, that's what, that's what we strive for both, you know, spiritually in this program. And, you know, that's the guiding light, um, how we could have the unity and how we could be, you know, happy, joyous, and free. Um, and um, just so grateful because honestly, I didn't come into this program, you know, for these for these traditions. I didn't even know about the traditions. You know, I came in, you know, you know, I came in to lose a hundred pounds, and you know, I'll be happy after that. But here I am, years later. Thank you, God, because you know, I'm learning how to live in these principles and with God and with all of you. And and um, another day together, we have. Another opportunity, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. Okay, well, thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for Friday, March 11, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,669. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Janice P.M., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yeah, Yeah, sure will, Katie. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day. For the man who is still sick, the answers will come if 
your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Um, Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you.